I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Noise. We're into game week 32 and uh, this is going to be a short show where we preview the weekend's activity and also keep an eye on the upcoming double game weeks and blank game week. Uh, With me as always, uh, Mr. Steve Baker. Hello, Jonathan. And of course, Wayne Mitchell. Hello, hello, hello. How exciting. What a lot to plan for. Yes, yes, I know. We've gone a bit spreadsheet crazy between us haven't we we're embracing our inner geek do you know that's exactly what it is an inner geek i'm gonna have to play the muse tonight with you two sad fucking computer geeks (laughs) try not to offend the entirety of the fpl community baker i think you'll find i think you'll find it's called deep analysis that is enjoyed by the bulk of the community in making the optimum selections for the remainder of the season um, at this point, can I just say sorry to all of our listeners who might use computer-based mathematical programs to derive their teams and strategy? I'm Usually so sorry. you preface that with, for legal reasons, but <laughs> please apologise to you. Sorry, as you, as you were, boys, spreadsheets are great. Yeah. Before we get into that, have you both had a good week? I, not bad. Not bad. Right. But this weekend I'm going to Amsterdam, so I'm very excited. Nice. What takes you there? Uh, rugby tour. But uh, my son's team, so I'm going with children rather than adults. Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. I'm looking to get out for a few hours just, mas- quite, just by not, myself. Not quite as much fun as the last time we went to Amsterdam. All my days. <laughs> Slightly fewer truffles to be consumed this weekend, one assumes. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mitch? Um, they're perfectly legal, I can say that, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I've had a lovely week, thanks. I've been doing a little bit of uh, what I call amateur spreadsheetery um, and getting myself prepared. I'm going away this weekend as well, but I'm going away for the full Easter holiday. So uh, Very nice. I don't really care what you two fuckers are doing to uh, <laughs> to replace me for the next two weeks, but I'm not going to be nice. here. I'm going to be in Thailand. How lovely. How lovely. We do have a plan for your absence. Obviously, you leave very big shoes to fill, but we have got uh, Mr. Stuart Harrington lined up to co-host next week have you booked depend- him he's booked depending Lovely. on how well he does we'll decide whether he's back for the, back, back for week two of your absence <laughs> i think i seem to recall i can't remember exactly what he said last time he was on and stood in for me well tried to stand in for me said something like big shoes tiny brain or something like that <laughs> it was very it was disparaging wasn't it was it? definitely disparaging yeah. yeah i think his opinion of you must surely have improved slightly though since when and on what basis since you started taking it a bit more seriously well hopefully if I can turn in uh, a good several hundred points between now and the end of the season maybe he'll uh, he'll take me seriously that'd be nice I'll tell you what you could do perhaps through the medium of WhatsApp we haven't talked about this but maybe you could send us a little postcard from Thailand and we'll play it into the show each week oh lovely that's a good idea, that? I'll do that. Yeah. A little audio postcard. Maybe yeah. a mucky story of something that you've seen while you're over there or just something amusing. That'd yeah, nice. fine. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of mucky stories in the street, aren't there? I'm sure there will. Perhaps we could get a, a special guest on. One of the hotel staff who likes the FPL or something like that, just for amusement purposes. The first Thai person I spot wearing a, a hooky Premier League football <laughs> shirt. 
done. <laughs> Should we get on with some FPL, Jack? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we're here for. Let's, okay, great. Let's do it. Game week 32 coming up. Mitch, have you um, tell us about your spreadsheetery? Spreadsheetery. So what have I done? I think I started off probably uh, just after the end of the last game week mm-hmm. with one of the, the numbers that I haven't used effectively and I didn't know even existed until you and Baco told me at the beginning of the season is the fixture difficulty rank rating and so I was looking at it and I I couldn't quite make head nor tail of it it was just a bunch of numbers I thought actually what I should look at is the average for the rest of the season for each team just to get a view of uh, how difficult their run-in is and so I did that bunged it up on Twitter and it seemed quite popular so uh, yeah, that nice. seemed quite useful to people um, and I it's have definitely to say useful for... your on. FDR tracker your FDR scorer is the best spreadsheet I've seen this season there you oh, go. Wow. high praise there you indeed go. are you sure you've seen all the spreadsheets that are available yeah I have so <laughs> just, what, what, just one what, other I do like in certain <laughs> circumstances I like detail but when I'm when I'm doing fantasy football, as you probably imagined by my poor scoring over the season, I do like a nice high-level view. And this spreadsheet does it perfectly. It's 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 pictorial. It's got some numbers in there. So you've looked at the past form. You've got the average FDR rating. But what I particularly like, and which hadn't become apparent to me, was that some teams have got seven games left and some teams have got eight games left. And yes, that's important. Correct. That is super important. It's also important as to how those games are bunched. Exactly. And you look at someone like Southampton, whilst they've got eight games left, they are third worst in terms of their FDR rating, and they've only got three games at home. And that spreadsheet tells me that perfectly, and it's clear. So well done, Mitch. Yeah, lovely. For anyone who hasn't seen that yet, we'll um, we'll we'll reshare it, Mitch, shall we? So it's it's at the top of our timeline on Twitter. And just yeah, for the record, we'll we are that. at fantasy underscore noise on Twitter. So what is it telling us, Mitch? So some of the key things it chucks out for me, uh, not necessarily chucks out a conclusion, but chucks out some thinking material. So uh, the top of the shop is Arsenal. They have an average FDR for the rest of the season of 2.5. So they've got the easiest fixtures using the FDR. Uh, and they've got eight games as well. So their form hasn't been tremendous but they look as though they've got an easy run-in. So it makes you ask the question of some of their key assets, like Aubameyang, is it now his time to shine with eight mm-hmm. fixtures left, with low fixture difficulty rank? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's his time. I think he's a great a great shout, personally. Yeah. Maybe not straight away, but certainly. He was also the shout from the, FDR, from the FPL scout today as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely. I've knocked up my own little spreadsheet, not to be outdone by you. Oh. Knocked up my own spreadsheet, which is not really for public consumption, but just I thought I want to get ahead because I've only got two chips left. And I obviously want to make sure I've got the most, like the maximum number of players involved with both double game weeks as I can. I've shared it with you two, so you've seen it. So, But I, but I sort of wanted to look at who I'm going to bring in and when. So I've got Aubameyang, but I'm only bringing him in as it stands, my plan is to bring him in for game week 37 because I believe Arsenal have only got the one double game week. Yes, yeah, that's assuming that their game against Leicester is scheduled into game week 37. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think judging from what I've read from Ben Krellin's extensive notes on Twitter... Um, that's the only place they can go, That's really, the only place it? it can basically be slotted in, yeah. Yeah. So game week 37 is actually going to be a bigger double game week than game week 34. One that caught my eye, Mitch, in your FDR tracker. So if you look at the top six, you've got Burnley. Burnley are are in sixth at an average rating of 2.75. Obviously, defensively, they've been strong. So you're probably going to favour those assets. Although I've seen people with Barnes and um, Goodmanson. But... The interesting thing about Burnley is that they play in they're the only team to play in the next five games. So every every game they play. Yep. Yeah, they do. So they are in my yeah. thinking. Yeah, they're firmly in my thinking as well. Yeah, they've got one of the Yeah, agreed. They've got some of the best value defenders and yep. one of the best defensive records. 
and their fixture difficulty rank doesn't look too bad and they've got eight games left so and they've got a double game week coming up in the first double game week so yeah i'm i'm all over burnley i'm i would recommend three burnley assets yeah uh, i i actually put some word out on on twitter and and reddit to ask some opinions about about that and uh what people firmly recommended and and having looked at the data post event is actually go for their defensive assets but attacking wise they're really pretty poor they just simply don't score enough goals mm. to generate enough points for attacking assets so i originally had looked at ashley barnes but then took him out because when you look at the the data it kind of tells you that you're not going to get that many points from him is that right he scored in his last 3 isn't he but yeah, he, he, has. he has yeah but yeah on the whole on average they just don't score enough so it depends on how you want to look at the data. John, for the rest of the season, who's catching your eye in the on the FDR stakes? Team-wise? Yeah. At team level, I think Leicester. Leicester nice. are, are, are a pretty good shout. And, I mean, you've, you've already said Burnley, because Burnley don't blank. They've got a double wing in 34, and then they, they don't blank. But that said, their double game week is Leicester and Chelsea, um, mm. albeit two home games fairly tough fixtures for Burnley so I think I don't know would you expect them to keep a clean sheet so you fancy Leicester more I do fancy Leicester more myself yeah yeah mm. so my personal team's tracker has me bringing in Mares this week nice. and either Vardy or Lukaku I haven't quite decided yet that's who it's going to be because they've both got two double game weeks uh, so it'll be one of the two and I think Lukaku's at home to Swansea yep first um, so that's possibly just tipping it in his favour. But then they're away at City next week. They are. Whilst Leicester have a, um, are away to Brighton and then home to Newcastle before their double of away to Burnley and home to Southampton. So mm. maybe, maybe double up on Leicester, Mares and Vardy. What do you think? Are there any other options at Leicester apart from those two? I mean, Mares for me, but... All Brighton's a, th- a decent shout, I think. Yeah. Would you go defensive? Maguire's a quite a good season. Yeah. Okay. We're building up a picture here, boys. If you rank by form within the Leicester squad, Chilwell's your best your best defender in form. And even then it's only on three point five. I've also got Schmeichel, by the way. I've already got Schmeichel and he's he's in terrible form actually. But again with the fixtures they've got, you would hope that it would pick up. But yeah, Mares's form is ten point five, so he's stand out. Head and shoulders, the shining asset. And who do we rule out based on the FDR ratings? So bottom of the pile, Brighton. Brighton have got a horrendous run in. I think for me, there's a few people who are talking about using uh, Matt Ryan as their substitute keeper so they can mm-hmm. then use their bench boost. I just think Brighton assets, now's the time to get rid. I think it just looks far too difficult. I think so. And West Ham and Southampton as well. They're down in the bottom three in terms of FDR, aren't they? Um, and, of course, Southampton have got the, only those three home games left out of their last eight as well. Mm. So form-wise and future-wise, I think Brighton, West Ham and Southampton should probably be off everyone's list. What do you reckon? I don't know. I just, I've just i still got Arnautovic in uh, the drop my draft team. And I know they haven't got a double in 34, but they have got a home tie against Southampton this weekend. Mm. Yep. Then they're away at Chelsea. Then they're at home to Stoke. And I just feel like if you can rotate him, maybe bench him for the Chelsea game away, where I wouldn't expect a great deal. Those are two pretty good home fixtures. So depending on who else you've got on your side... I, I've I think... seen him in a couple of people's sides this week. Some learned people who are, who are playing a, de- a game week 32 wild card. Have I've heard... I've heard of it, in. Yeah, on other podcasts that I've listened to, I hear them talking about a player's ceiling. Oh. By that they mean they mean how many times has he achieved a high score? Like typically, how many times is he going to double double points? I don't know what his actual numbers are, but I know that he is an explosive player, and I would say he's someone that's got a, a very high ceiling. So he could well score you well into double figures in that Southampton game and in the Stoke game. So. Would I bring him in? Probably not, but if you've got him, I'd hang on to him. I put together another sheet, which is choosing your attacking options. So although West Ham are actually 16th in the table, um, from an attacking perspective, they are one, two, three, four, five, they are ninth. 
they are ninth. So they score an average of 1.2 goals per game, which puts them ninth in the goals scored league. But actually, they're worst in the league for goals conceded per game at 1.9. Mm. So actually, yeah, the defense is appalling at the moment. Isn't yeah, it? their defense is appalling. But actually, from an attacking perspective, they they're they're kind of punching above their weight. So yeah, if you wanted to go for a, a an attacking or midfield option, then actually that's possibly okay because on average they score pretty well. I guess what I'm saying is if you if you've got a West Ham player, maybe maybe Antonio is another one who I would probably consider hanging on. I don't know if I'd be sort of targeting them as anyone to bring in, but if you still have one, I potentially probably hang on to them at least for this week. You know, home fixture against Southampton, albeit Southampton are slightly rejuvenated under Hughes. But um, personally, I'll, I'll be hanging on to them for a couple of weeks. I've got other more important things to deal with. In terms of form, Arnautovic has scored, I think, two in nine with, yeah. with probably no assists. And Antonio's got two in the last three. So he yeah. scored against Liverpool and, and he scored against the Swans as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's starting to look look much better, yeah. He is. He's a presence, isn't he? He is. I'd be. I'd be inclined to go for Antonio. I know he's he's point five million more than Arnautovic, but if if I was forced, if someone tied my hands behind behind my back and put a cloth bag over my head <laughs> and said, "You're not getting out of this until you pick a West Ham midfielder," <laughs> I would pick Antonio. I'd take the point five million hit. Do you think that's likely to happen? Do you know what? It, it, it's a ki- kidnapping situation. <laughs> it's all about risk management, mate. You've got to be prepared for every situation. So I know which West Ham midfielder I'm going to pick in that scenario. Good. You'll be ready. Minimal time in that bag. Well done. <laughs> I think we need to be thinking along the lines of trying to build towards as many players who play in both the double game weeks, right? Mm-hmm. For me, that's got to be your. I mean, I'm assuming I haven't got my wild card. It should be pointed out. I haven't got my wild card or my free hit chip left. How are you so, going to do the blank in 35? What am I going to do with it? Yeah. Score very terribly. Right. You're just going to write it off, basically. Or you're going to think about taking points hits in the week before it. I'm going to have. I've got three Liverpool players. So I'm going to. I'll have all of those. Um, and I've worked out that by, by the time game week 35 comes around. I think, depending on what option, I think I'll probably end up having about six or seven players. Yeah, I think if you if you stick with Liverpool, Burnley, and Man City who play yeah. in thirty five, yeah, and try and get seven or eight from those three, they they're I'm not only going to stand eight. you in good stead yeah. Yeah. for the whole season, but they're going to help you out in in the blank, aren't they? And I'm also obviously going to the the two chips I've got remaining are bench boost and triple captain, so I'm obviously going to deploy one of those in each of the double game weeks. So I'm hoping that all those things combined can compensate for a low-scoring game week 35. Brave strategy. But then that said, <laughs> we all thought game week 31 was going to be a low scorer. We were braced, there was only four games. <laughs> and we all, you know, half the country scored three figures. So, um, But if you normalise and take your man Salah out of that, who most people captained, then yeah. that, that was sixty, well, nearly 60 points in his own right, wasn't it? It was. Do you want to know who Liverpool have got in game week 35? Yes, please. West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, I think exactly. You. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. well, let's just recap. What are we saying? We're saying we're saying Burnley. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because Burn because Burnley get you a double game week in 34, and then they yep. don't blank. They they have no blank, and their fixture in game week 35 and 36 are strong. They've got Stoke away and Brighton at home at the, at the next two. So. If you if you don't want them for the Arsenal game because they've only got one game in game week thirty seven and that's at Arsenal, so if you want to start getting rid of them, you've got two weeks to do it. So yeah, I'm sort of happy with a four point hit myself every week from here on in, and I'll probably take a two po- a, an eight point hit going into thirty seven. So I think Burnley are a great shout. Liverpool are a good shout because they're in great form and steady through the end of the season. No blanks, but no doubles. That's a good place to start. And then you've got Leicester, as we've said. And then I think for the second four weeks, the final four weeks of the season, I think you're looking at Spurs. Spurs' fixtures are ridiculous. They've got home to Watford, away at West Brom, home to Newcastle, home to Leicester. 
So that's really strong. Man City's schedule is crazy. They don't have a double in 34, but they're at home to Swansea in 35, and then they're away to West Ham. Their double, their double is Huddersfield and Brighton at home. (laughs) So you've got to have you've got to have three City players surely. Well, my worry about that though is, does it all become just a bit of an exhibition by then in the Premier League? They save their best players for Champions League because they'll have won the league by then. Yeah, every chance. Yeah, how many how many wins do they need two or three wins till they win the league yeah I think that's all yeah they're going to sack it off aren't they I'm, I'm worried about I'm worried about Man City Not, none of us have mentioned Arsenal so Arsenal have got a great run in yeah Top they of the have average yeah, they were the best rating. yeah for sure I'm probably going to keep a Man City player but I'd rather have two Arsenal players I think who would you look at on the Arsenal side then we talked about Aubameyang haven't we who else Mkhitaryan hmm so Mkhitaryan, 7.7 million. He's decent value as well for such a good player. Yeah. He's in good form. Um, so, yeah, those are the two for me. Ramsey? Do you consider Ramsey? No. You wouldn't? No. A straight no. 6.9 million? No. I'd rather spend 0.8 more and get Mkhitaryan and just not even think about it. Is that all the differences in price? Yeah. Valid point. Yeah, valid. Okay. Good. Well, one of the things I'd like to refer you back to is, uh, if you remember, we talked last week about uh, my new measure of scoring concentration. Oh, so yeah. Arsenal have Ooh. got actually a relatively low scoring concentration. That means so, their goals are spread around, does it? Correct, yes. So they have 15 different scorers this season and then a scoring concentration just over 1,000. So, yeah, it means that their goals are coming from all over the place from, yeah across the whole of the team so who are, so, the, who are the sides with the highest scoring concentration that we need to look at Mitch highest scoring concentration are Liverpool yeah. Tottenham but of course they're without Harry Kane who would have been part of that concentration but interesting what does that now mean are we just going to see better performances from Son and Eriksson Son, I mean who's going to come yeah. in for Kane is it going to be Llorente he's been playing I just think Son he'll push Son up nine, yeah. yeah he'll push Son forward Really? Okay, so if that song could be a great, great shout, option. then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing is, Spurs fixtures, that they're away at Chelsea, then they're away at Stoke, then they've got City next. So I was thinking of bringing in Spurs players as of 30, game week 36 myself, but who's to say, you know? Yeah. They could. Yeah, the, other, the other teams with good scoring constructs, so Leicester, meaning most of their goals come from Mares and Vardy. Mm-hmm. So you're really looking at Liverpool... Tottenham and Leicester if you want the the most predictable source of goals. Exactly. That's what we want here in fantasy, that's isn't it? That's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. What about Yaman Tosin? Now, I know um, Everton don't have any doubles and their next two games are City and Liverpool. But after that, from game week 34 on... They've got their final five is Swansea, Newcastle, Huddersfield, Southampton, West Ham. Yeah, they've got a 2.86 average FDR for the rest of the season. Yeah. So the seventh easiest FDR for the rest of the season. So that's a, a, a fair shout. The problem with Tosin is he would be a third striker for me. And is 6.8 million too much for a third striker? I like the yeah. thinking. Yeah, it is. I think it's just a touch too much, isn't it? Could he not be a second striker? Kane yeah, and Aguero with... are out of the game for the time being, aren't they? So you've got Firmino your big, and your big ticket. You're going to Bamiyang. Yeah. And who else? I've got, I've got Firmino yeah. Vardy in my team. Yeah. I think if I was gonna have to if I was gonna put Tosin in, I would have to make the hazard Willian switch. Yeah, fair. I think there'll be a lot of people who will do that, who will load up in the midfield and I mean, I've, my current stri- my current strike force isn't 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 too hot. It's uh, Firmino, Wilson, and Mounier. But Wilson and Mounier are about to go. But um, I think there'll be a lot of people who'd probably rather keep keep the money in the midfield, play four five one, um, and maybe bring you know bring in bring a Tosin as a as a second striker option for the when the fixtures suit it really. Now, you just mentioned your man Wilson there, didn't you? Mm -hmm. So Bournemouth have got the fourth easiest average FDR for the run-in. So I do wonder whether they're an alternative to, say, a Burnley defender. So I've I've got... I should imagine their concentration is low. 
I would have thought so yeah, too. Yeah, so I'm not thinking Wilson. I'm thinking more of a defender. So I'm, th- I'm thinking maybe Lewis. Or I've got Lewis Cook on my bench at the moment. Mm. Just just to give me another outlet for um, the double game week in 34. I think the Beautiful. prime, personally, I, th- I haven't again, I haven't got the exact squad numbers in front of me, but I think the primary asset that I would look at for Bournemouth would be Stanislas. I think he's probably the only one I'd really be interested in. Reason being the main reason being their 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 uh, their, their game week thirty four double fixtures are Liverpool and Man United, then they blank in game week thirty five. So I wouldn't be looking at any different. I'd possibly look at Stanislas for the last three games: yeah, Southampton, right. Swansea, Burnley. But yeah, fair point. Mm, yeah, not too Here's sure about Bournemouth myself. Um, do you know what my major conclusion is <laughs> yeah. out of this discussion? Is I don't know enough about Burnley, so. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a split screen at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I'm gonna have the, the Swans at Old Trafford on the left, and I'm gonna have West Brom Burnley on the right hand side. Lovely. And as soon as Lukaku scores a brace for United, I'm gonna switch it off, and I'm gonna full screen Burnley, and watch them with great in- interest, and see if I really do like Goodmanson, and and He's a good is player. Wayne Barnes worth it? He's a good player. I've had Goodmanson in for quite a while now. He's done. He's done okay. Not not outstanding, as you mentioned earlier on, Mitch. They don't. Um, they don't score bucket loads, but no. um, he's filled Bobby Brady's shoes quite well. Should we take a little break, there, mate? Yeah, okay, mate. Let's do that. I've got a question for you two lined up this week. Oh, lovely. lovely. In keeping with Mitch's goalkeeper spreadsheet, I have in front of me the ten most Premier League clean sheets of all time. Goalkeepers, yeah. Goalkeepers, clean sheets, yeah. Okay. Well, we're pretty good at this. We're pretty good at this. All right, so (laughs) we'll take a break and we'll have the answers for you a little bit later. Smashing. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, welcome back to part two. We're going to talk about our chip strategies and we're going to start off by talking about Wayne Mitchell who has activated his wild card. Hello, yes I have. <laughs> Your team actually looked quite good. This investment in fantasy football skills over the last two weeks is bearing fruit, Mitchell. I think so and I hope so and some rudimentary analysis and just... This is a difficult time for even the best of FTO, uh, FPL players. So, uh, yeah, for a rank amateur like myself, actually, it's just, you just have to pay attention. So, shall, shall I talk you through <laughs> what I've done to my team? Yeah, let's, uh, let's... I'll tell you what else would be nice, Mitch. We should make a note of where your overall rank is right now. Yes, and okay. And where you end up at the end of the season. Let's set you a target. So, after the... Uh, blank game week I went up if you remember by 425,000 places I do remember uh, I think it's something like 2.9 millionth but we'll double check on that and uh, okay. and find out it's, it's so, not great though is it it's not great no. but let's be fair no, to him that was that was due to a pretty low start point and he has come on in leaps and bounds so okay let's I'm, find I'm out let's beginning. find out where you are and if you remember I've spent 80 points this season as well quickly going to rush to page two of the fantasy football noise mini league to find you if you'd like if you listening would like to join in our mini league you can you'd be very welcome the code for that is 
on our is pinned to our profile on Twitter, which once again is fantasy underscore noise at fantasy underscore noise. Um, the code is there and join us. You can pit yourselves against us. Um, Mitch, you are two point nine seven three millionth in the world. So that said, and given that I would say a lot of people around you at that level have probably stopped playing. Where do you think you'd like to end up at the end of the season when all the dust has settled? I It's really difficult to know because I don't know quite how many points ahead of me say two millionth places. Just take a but, guess. Yeah, but yeah, let's say un, a better than two millionth. I, I think you, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to hope you'd say that. I think you can yeah. do that. If you can move 400,000 places in one week, yep. last week, and that's bear in mind that half the world or 60% of the game Captain Seller, and you still yep. moved up that many, yep. as long as you're paying attention, which you very much are now, I doubt if many people are around the 3 million mark and making spreadsheets every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> think you could do a bit of climbing. <laughs> if they are, they're really shit at spreadsheets. Okay, so you're two point nine mil, and you're gonna you want to be in the top two million. Baker, how are you on your quest for progression? Just quickly. yeah, great. So my, my target for since I don't know since January has been top one hundred thousand. So yeah. I've progressed nicely to two hundred and forty-five thousand. You're on two four five. You think you're on target? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I, I would like a, I'd like another chip. I've got I've all. got bench boost and triple captain left, so I've got no free hit, no wild card, but. I'm thinking about shipping points as the yeah. season goes on and making wise investments based on everything yeah. we've just I'm, discussed. I'm happy to spend four points a week mm. for nearly every week the rest of the season, I think. So I think I've got to. Um, I have heard, apparently, there is discussion at FPL HQ that there may be um, an amendment to the chips strategy next year. For next the, season. The chip set that we get next year, yeah. I Go think on. there's what some, is it? well, it's only been rumoured at the moment, but I think there's some murmurings that uh, there may well be some time-sensitive chips because everyone who you know is sort of seasoned players kind of they just save them for this this stretch of the season. Um, so I think that there's been talk about can they sort of find some ways of playing, having some chips that have to be played in the first half of the season, for example, like you get your, you get your two wild cards, yeah. you may get some other chips. Um, which had to be played at the beginning of the season, which I think would be nice. Yeah, I think so. so. Remains to be seen. I saw a stat, and it said that oh, I, I, I'm I'm ad libbing, but it's like the top thousand players, seventy five percent of them still had a free hit and a get and a wild card left. Wow! Yeah, nice. Yeah, clever boys and girls. Yeah, yeah very good. Um, just cool. to, to wrap the wrap the point up, my own personal target. I'm I'm only just inside the top million, which is shit house, and I'm furious. But um, I guess for me, if I could get to the half million point mark, but 500k, I think that's probably nice. a pipe dream. But phew, we'll see, we'll see. I'm going to try. So we'll reflect on all of those at the end of the season, perhaps. Mitch, with your newfound and your, your wild card. I think in the head-to-head, you've got chances here. What are we, 12, 11, 8? So me, yes. John, you, 12, 11, 8. Yes, I think it'll make I'm up quite a, few, fancy. a few games. Yeah. Quite fancy the Mitchell. You get a, you get a, you should win this week with your wild card. Well, yeah, very true, I, I you hope should. So, but You're well-placed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Shall, let me talk you through what I've got then, shall I? Yeah, yeah, let's see. Do it. So I'm, I'm still in debate in goal, but at the moment I've got Edison as first choice and Fabianski behind him. Uh, I think with Edison, uh, maybe up until the point they win the league, then I would be worried about rotation. I read somewhere that they, their thinking was that Bravo would start to get a game over Edison you, in the league. Have you yeah. not gone De Gea because you've got three other Man United players? No, I've not gone De Gea because of his expense. Okay, how much more is he than Edison? Well, he's point three hand. more than Edison, so it's not a lot. That <laughs> that is that is small change, my friend. <laughs> if I'm willing to spend point eight when I've got a cloth bag on my head and at gunpoint, I think you should spend point three now. You're back in the torture chamber. <laughs> I think you spend a point three, Mitch, don't you? 
Come on, treat yourself to De Gea. I don't, I don't think he's the best choice, though. Surely the aim of the wild card is you want to pick a team that you can just set and forget now. You want, you want to be able to make, have to make minimal changes from here on in, don't you? Well, you're right. You're right. And United, are I don't be, think... They've got all to play yeah. for until the end of the season in terms of league position, haven't they? Yeah, they've got two double game weeks. But can I just tell you who their double game week fixtures are? Yes, you can. Home to West Brom, away to Bournemouth in game week 34. They do blank in 35, so you need to make sure that you've got perhaps a Pope in um, as your backup keeper. Well, I've got Fabianski as my second in command. Yes, but you, you've got to look ahead, mate. Having him to cover you in game week 35 is an away fixture at Man City. Oh, yes, so it is. That's not what you want. If you're planning a goalkeeper strategy, you, you want to make sure that you've got good cover a good fixture in that blank game week. So I would say... Pope's a better bet. I would say Pope would be a good I'm shout. I'm also concerned all, about Pope, though. What's going to happen with, with his pal Heaton? Lots of talk of him coming looked, back. Yeah, I looked up that exact question, actually, earlier on on Twitter. I, I searched the old at Ben Dinnery plus Heaton question. Apparently, he's had two games now with the with their under-23s. Um, but he's not he's not imminently expected to return to the side because Pope's just been doing so well so um, watch this space but Fabianski is not the way I would personally be backing no, up okay. my main hope, my main uh, keeper Jay uh, I hope you've got plenty of tape running on this because <laughs> if our discussion about Mitch's wildcard team continues in the same pace we've just <laughs> spent fucking 15 minutes talking about his keeper <laughs> This is not the short <laughs> show. We we never do quite manage to turn out an actual bite-sized show, do we? Let's speed up. You like you like what I've got to say for the rest of it. Here we go. Go on. Right. Defenders. Smalling, Robertson, Walker and me. Did you did you mention five? I thought you only mentioned four defenders there. Do you know one Loughton instead of um me? Uh I've got Loughton on my bench. Okay, so you've got Loughton as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the midfield, David Silva, Salah, Mares, and Son. Why are you Super only mentioning strong. your starting eleven? Yeah, well, give us the bench. You should, you should have your screen in well. squad view and read all five, please. Okay, David Silva, Salah, Mares, Son, and Lewis Cook. That's nice. I see why you didn't mention option five. Now, fair enough. <laughs> no, that's that's very strong. That's, that's strong. That's an awesome midfield. Brilliant. Okay, and up front? Yeah. Vardy, Firmino, Barnes. Very good. That's a, mm. that's a good sounding teammate. I think two million is within your grasp. Yeah. How much have you got left in the bank? Actually, I don't know. What am I looking at? I'm Sorry, I'm just looking at my team here. I must have been looking at a previous iteration of my team. So I've not got Fabianski. I've got Hennessy. As my reserve keeper, Ballsy. So Who he's they got, got in Watford game, in game away at Watford in thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I must have made a swap. I was looking at the wrong picture. Apologies. How much you got in the bank, mate? Uh, so look, how much have I got in the bank? Zero. Trouble is, yeah, I thought I thought the answer was going to be zero. When you're playing your wild card, you don't tend to leave too much in there, do you? Um, if you switch to De Gea. That's going to cost you the extra point three, and yep. if you went Pope, that would be he's four point nine. So, yep. how much is Hennessy? Four point three seven, I think. Yeah. Four point three. Yeah, so so we've just cost you point nine million. So that means you one of your star midfielders is probably going to have to go. But yeah, we'll leave it with you. Be interested to hear mm. how you end up solving that little conundrum. I can always. I'm going to have a free transfer every week as well. So, yeah. Stick with Edison for their first few games, or even if I just stick with them for the first game against Everton, and then decide what to do the week after that. But I, I, I think I'm probably great though, mate. Everton, United, and Spurs. No, no. Mm. But then who who do you go for? Because it's just that De Gea is so expensive. Mm. And the moment that I spend more on him, I think Baker's right. We can't give it any more airtime. But <laughs> I don't think you've quite solved it yet. No. <laughs> love. I tell you what, it's a lovely problem to have. I wish I was in your shoes. Apart from your overall rank. Yes. 
but I, I I'm really keen on my on my outfield players, which is why I'm kind of willing to perhaps take a risk in, in see, the goalkeeper that, position. That sort of mentality gets you two point nine millionth, mate. You got to get with a program. I think maybe Mitch, you should you should go for Pope as your as your starting keeper and juxtaposition him with. I don't know, maybe Schmeichel. Pope and Fabianski. Pope and Schmeichel, yeah, Pope and Fabianski, and then rotate the two of them. Have a look at have a look at how the fixtures all line up. Forget De Gea, forget Edison. You've got Smalling covering your um, United defensive yep. points, haven't you? Yeah, I would. Um, I would look at it like that. You might even free up some more funds. Yeah, I'd have to if I went Pope. I'd have to release one of my burnley players but if i release some funds i could lose barnes and go for a different third striker there you go would you be able to afford tosin uh don't know i'd have to look at that yeah that could work couldn't it that would be nice yeah yeah great all right well glad we could be of service thanks um help thanks. help me out here fellas i've got a bench boost and a triple captain left yes I was just about to say, let's do chip strategy. Yeah, triple captain's got to be in one of the double game weeks. It's got to be one of those for my triple captain. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, Liverpool don't double. So Salah looks to be out, who would be your captain go-to. So out of the doubles, who's got the easiest fixture? And is Son or or Mares or Aubameyang or... So the way, I, the way I think, the way I'm leaning towards at the moment, because game week 37... Is going to have uh, more more games, more double. That that's probably the bench boost week, isn't it? I think yeah, there's I think 12, so. 12 teams that have got double fixtures, so pretty much your whole squad. Um, well, you know, you can probably field close to eleven players with two teams if you do that yep. with a bench boost um, and triple captain. I think I don't know personally. I think it needs to be. A United asset for game week 34, home to West Brom away at Bournemouth. It's got to be Lukaku, isn't it? Yeah, or you've got uh, Leicester, perhaps, who are away at Burnley and then at home to Southampton. Chelsea, maybe. Two away fixtures, Southampton and Burnley, both away. Mm, Quite I think tasty I'm, as well. I'm liking Man United. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Lukaku as well myself. Yeah, Lukaku, isn't it? He's got a pretty tasty running, haven't they? They have. With, with the exception of Man City and Arsenal, they've got Swansea, West Brom, Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford and West Ham. Mm. It's pretty stinky, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is, I can't bring him in this week. Because I've already made my substitutions. I've got Mares and Aubameyang in. Have you? I've taken a four-point hit. So I'm going to have to wait until next week and hope... Well, obviously I hope that Lukaku scores fuck all against the Swans at Old Trafford on Saturday afternoon. But Obviously. Yeah, obviously. But I, I, do you know what? I can't see it happening. Fingers crossed. What other chips have you got left, Mitch? We've talked about your wild card. I know you've played I your free hit. I have got bench boost. That's the only other one I've got left. So yeah, like you say, Game I will 37. deploy that in 37. And so yeah. I will just make sure I'm preparing myself with a team that is that every player... Including the benches playing in thirty-seven. You yeah. should have that with your current squad. I, I, I know you've got Lewis. It. Yeah, you should have it starters on your bench. Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, let's wrap the show up this week by getting these trivia answers in, shall we? All right. Let's talk goalkeepers. It's going to be interesting who you say goes first. Um, me say me. You. Is that Come me? On, Baker, start us off. Oh, lovely. Petacek. Go for the easy one, yeah? Correct. So just to, to remind people, we're looking for the top 10 goalkeepers in Premier League history sorted by clean sheets, OK? So the most clean sheets in Premier League history. When we finished, I'm going to ask you... Um, I've also got the, the, the percentages of versus their appearances as to how many clean sheets they kept by percentage. So we'll do that as well, just to top, say the top three. Um, it is not the same. So that's quite interesting. Um, right, so we've got Czech. Well done. 1 0 to Baco. Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel is there. Would you like to hazard a guess at what position Schmeichel is in? Um, by clean sheets, a big, yep. just because the amount of appearances he's got to be high, so one. He's not. Peter Czech is top of the tree, quite well publicised. 
Peter Check. Peter Check has just reached the 200 club, so he is streets ahead of everybody else. He has 200 clean sheets. Peter Schmeichel, you may be surprised to hear, is only on number 10 on the list with 128. Ooh, snuck cool. in. Wow. So anyway, Baker. I think someone further up the list is David James. David James is correct. Number two with 169 clean sheets. Wow. Is that just because of his amount of appearances? Yeah, he's probably got the most yeah. appearances out of keepers, I would yeah. have thought. 572 appearances. Wowzers. Beat that. Way more. Yeah, that's the most. Baker's, you're correct again. Can I give my next guess? Please do. David Seaman. Correct. He's at number four. Oh, I thought, with I thought he would have been number three. 140. 140. Yeah, 140 clean sheets. Baker? So, on the basis of longevity, I'm going to say Shea Given. He's not there. Fuck. That is a miss in this penalty shootout style. No Shea Given. Mitch, chance to pull ahead. Yeah, I must admit, I'm starting to struggle here now. Um, so, Stop I it. will go for Tim Flowers. <laughs> Tim Flowers is not there. You've hit, you've hit the post with that one, I'm afraid. He fucking blasted it into Rosette. Well, he played for he played for Blackburn and Southampton for a long time, didn't he? <laughs> In the interest of speed, let's crack on. This bite size oh. bite size show is now almost an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for Joe Hart. No. Another blank. Good God. I've literally got fuck all in my locker. I'll give you a clue. Oh, cool. Czech is the only player who's still playing. Oh, I tell a lie. Number number six is playing, but not in this country. Wow. All the others have retired, to my knowledge. The score is tied at two each. Um, I'm going to go for one that you may well laugh at, because I'm not sure how long he played in the Premiership. If at all, John Lukic. <laughs> <laughs> Off of Panini 88. Wow. No, did he not play in the Premier League? He did, but Jesus, not for long. Anyway. He's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Schwarzer. Correct. Come on. Number, th- number three on the list with 151. Clean sheets. Fabian Bartes. <laughs> it's not such a silly guess as some no, of the others, it's but, not, but not it, that it's, funny, not, but it's not on the list. You could have said anything and I would have laughed there. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> uh, Edwin van der Sar. That's the one you should have gone ah, with. Correct. Fuck. Number seven with 132. Yes. One of three Four keepers two. on 132. Unassailable now, Mitch. No pressure. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name and I can't think of his name. What was the name of that black keeper that played for Newcastle? (laughs) (laughs) What? Shaka Hislop. Yeah, him. (laughs) He's not on the list. Uh, Brad Friedel. He's there, number nine. Tearing away with it now. 5-2. I'll help you out, Mitch. Think Everton. Neville Southall? Nope. <laughs> Baco? <laughs> Did he ever play in the Premier League? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Probably the very early days, yeah. Fuck, this um, is a stupid thing. I must admit, I'm struggling now, Jay. Do you want clues? Yeah, yeah. give us clues. Okay. Um, one... Is a Spaniard. Let's pick him off. Pepe Reina. Correct. Ah, bastard. 6 2 to Baker. Mitch, your turn. I need a clue. American. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Hold on. Tim Howard. Correct. Well done. Would never have got it on my own. I know. Um, number five on the list um, Nigel Martin. That's the one. You've got yes. it. Yes. Needed no more clues. Well done. So you ended up, blimey, 7-3, trouncing. 
So just very quickly, as a matter of interest, would you like to hazard a guess who the first-placed goalkeeper would be from that list if it were done by percentage of clean sheets kept versus their appearances? Pepe Reina. How the fuck did you get that? Because he's played the least games out of those 10. Wow. Correct. 47%. That is pretty pretty decent. That's amazing, isn't it? And second place? John Lukic. (laughs) (laughs) He was on there, wasn't he? Bravo, bravo. Uh, Nigel Martin? Peter Cech. Peter Cech. Peter Cech. His 200 represents 46.3%. He's just uh, amazing, though, isn't he? Next was Van der Sar with 42. And next was Schmeichs with 41. Hmm. Dave Seaman, fifth at 40. But there you go. Okay. Lovely stuff. Well done, boys. Um, well, well done, Baco. Um, <laughs> is that us for this week? Don't know. Depends whether you want to hear about a man who pulled a five foot tapeworm out of his ass. Let's <laughs> <laughs> save it for next week, Mitch. All right. <laughs> Do you think you might share that story after all? What now? No. In the future. Yeah, next season. When it when it when the story is in the past. Next season. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. On that note, I bid you all adieu. Good luck everybody. Good night. Cheerio. Right. Bon chance. Cheers. Cue the music. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.